Welcome to Step Up to the Microphone. It's a great day to be alive. So how's your day in Bizarro World been? Mine was kind of uneventful. It's kind of nice. Nice weather. Nice day. Awesome temperatures outside, I can't lie. A little windy, but hey, I can deal with that. It was a great day. Even though I had to go to work, it was a great day. A really nice day, actually. But I got something I want to talk about today. The street fight tactics of the elite. What they use to put us under their thumb. How they think. So let's get into this, and let's learn how to beat it. Because that's what we need to do. And we can beat it with one thing that no one ever thinks about. So let's roll. The street fight tactics of the elite. Something no one ever wants to talk about. We see it every day and we keep our mouth shut. And we don't even want to fight them on this. But it ends up in the predicament we're in now. We got half the population freaked out over a virus with a 99.2% survival rate because they're being told to. The scare tactics of the elite, the street fight methods of the elite, have been in full force for the past five years. And we need to understand them so we know how to beat them. So, Let's start with this. Silence your opposition. How do you do that? Well, they've got control of big tech. So let's start with that one right there. What happened on January 6th other than the chaos that ensued in Washington, D.C.? What happened the days after? Conservative voices were taken off of social media platforms. On top of that, it caused a mass exodus after those social media platforms took those voices off. They silenced the opposition. Yeah, we all went to other media platforms, but now there's no opposition to the global elite power structure. And I'm not going to name the sites, because we know who they are. But they are being unabated now. They're getting away with murder because they have no one to fight them. Or very few people to fight them, and those people keep getting silenced. For instance, Marjorie Taylor Greene puts out a tweet for Easter get silence for a day for no reason. They do this on purpose. They do it to scare you. They remove opposition. They suspend social media accounts and when that doesn't work they just remove them completely. Because when they remove them completely they think they're gonna silence the base of that person. No, the base gets angrier. They get madder but they don't do anything. And when that doesn't work then they scare the masses into submittal by creating an echo chamber. Look at your news. What are they doing? It's a complete echo chamber right now. You can't get your own thoughts out there. You really can't. And the little bit of news they give that is truthful is to keep people in submission. Well, look, they're actually going to do something about this. No, they're not. Don't let, let them get into that lie. They're just showing it to you so you keep your mouth shut. So you don't stand up and fight. 
and make you think that you're gonna have see something done and nothing's gonna get done. That's how these people operate. It is always how they've operated. Let's take these vaccines and the vaccine passports that are all over the news. As soon as you come out against them, you get hit hard from every direction. What do we know about these vaccines? Number one, they didn't take time to get them developed correctly, and if they were developed correctly, then they are developed to kill people. What else do we know about them? That now, they're using them as a scare tactic to let everyone return to quote-unquote normal. There will be no normal after this. Now they've taken that freedom away, they're going to take away another. But if you call them out on it, you get silenced. They suspend your social media account, and if you do it enough, they remove you. Look at Shane Vaughn out in Mississippi calling them out and all their lies. They have threatened to cancel his YouTube channel. Look at Donald Trump. They canceled him. Cancel culture is getting out of control. This is how they work. They have to silence their opposition to where they are the only voice. If you don't believe me, open your eyes, do some research, and look. They're doing it in mass. And we are too stupid or too scared to do anything about it. If we just stood up to these bullies and shut down their businesses by not giving them our money, and then in essence canceled them the way they like to cancel us, these things wouldn't happen. Step two of how they get you to buy into their little street fighter tactics is they hit the pocketbooks. Look at what they're trying to do right now. They're trying to raise taxes every which way possible. From the left to the right to the north to the south to the east to the west. They're trying to hit your pocketbooks. They shut down gasoline distribution and manufacturing by cutting it back by stopping us drilling on our own land and making us energy independent why do you think they did that to hit your pocketbook because if they can hit your pocketbook they can make you shut up then they add all these new bills that have all these new taxes that we're gonna have to pay taxation never solves anything it makes it worse taxation and regulations make things worse they enslave you. They make you a property of the state. Always have, always will. But that's what they think of us. They think of us as their property. We need to wake up and let them know we are sovereign human beings and we're not going to be their property. There's a way to do this. I'll get into it later. What else? They use the taxes and the gas and anything else they can to force control of distribution. If they're able to force control of distribution by raising gas tax, the gas taxes and gas prices and forcing us to buy our oil from another country, then what do they do? They've hit your pocketbook. And then the small businesses that can't afford these things go out of business. So we're forced to buy from these corporations that we need to be boycotting. But no, they find ways to get us every time, and we fall for it every time. We are forced to purchase goods with inflated prices because of what they do. They boycott our companies, they sit there and tax us to death, and then they control our supply chains. We need to take all this back over. 
we need to do it. There's a way to do it. We need to live local. F force them to break up their little monopoly by living local. Whenever your first two options of silencing your opposition and hitting the pocketbooks don't work, their final option, well, their next to last option, comes into play. Social peer pressure. You don't believe me? Look at all these hip-hop rappers, musicians, movie stars, athletes, telling you to get vaccinated. Why would they be telling you to do that unless they were getting paid off? Or that they bought into the whole narrative? They're going to brainwash you. They use media as a weapon. They use it in droves. You got the news sitting there reporting fake numbers in Texas and Florida still. The numbers in Texas and Florida are going down. So quit buying the stories they're telling you. They're lies. They're blatant lies. You need to stop listening to them. And once they've got you brainwashed by the media, then you got people that are brainwashed attacking the free thinkers that don't buy into the brainwashing that actually think for themselves and search things out. You don't believe me? Well, just walk into some of these stores in some of these liberal-run states. Someone walks in without a mask, they get terrorized the whole time. You don't want to get a vaccine, you're called a communist, a Nazi, a murderer. It's the truth. Nothing but the truth. I mean, these people are so blatant about it, they want to post videos and say, Hey, look, I just, I just made fun of a person that didn't wear a mask and made fun of them and called them all these names. They will bully you. They brainwash these people to bully you because they're so terrified. They're terrified of a virus that has a 99.2 survival rate. And when those two options of peer pressure don't work, then there's the unconstitutional laws they will create to arrest you and find a way to put you into an internment camp called prison. Doesn't that sound like Nazi Germany to you? Doesn't that sound like other empires to you where they would imprison their enemies and their enemy would end up dying in prison because of the laws they had or the rules or regulations or whatever you want to call it? That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what the final end game is to put us into internment camps because we don't buy their lies. We know to look in the Word of God and understand the Word of God. We don't buy the lies of the enemy. Instead, we search out truth. We seek it. We look for it everywhere. That way we know we are informed with the facts, the truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God, so help me Yahweh. Yes, the truth. We have to have it because otherwise they will use these tactics over and over and over again. They've done it for the past 70 to 80 years. You think the Nazi party lost World War II? No, they disappeared and refocused and made us think we won. They infiltrated. You think the Roman Empire actually fell? No, they infiltrated the Roman Church and ruled from there. And they use these same tactics throughout history. Look at it, they do it. They silence the opposition, when that doesn't work, they hit their pocketbooks, and when that doesn't work, they use peer pressure and unconstitutional laws in our case, or laws in general, to finish the job. Go through your history books. 
just look at it. Look at the true history. This is what happens. But there is a way to fight against it. The first thing is, you have to get rid of your fear. Throw the mask in the garbage. Light that sucker on fire. Walk out and breathe. Breathe the fresh air that God is giving you to breathe. Stand up with a backbone and tell these communists, Nazis, no, we're not going to sit there and play your game anymore. We know who you are, and we're going to step up, and we're going to fight you, and this is how you do it. You fight back with the truth. The truth is, we are in a war. We have been in a war throughout our whole entire history of light versus dark. So you hit them where it hurts, and you quote scripture. You learn the Bible. You understand the Bible. You take it as a child, and you understand it as a child, and you win. You use the Holy Spirit. You use the full armor of God, and we're going to go over that this week. We're going to go over it right now. So let's roll into that. So how to fight back with truth. First, learn Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. I'm going to read this to you, and I'm actually going to start with verse 12, because verse 12 is what you need to understand the most before you put on the armor of God. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's exactly what we're fighting right now. So listen up. Here's 13 through 17 of chapter 6 of Ephesians. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand it in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, the belt of truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, being upright, being morally correct, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye should be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So yes, that's how we fight back. We get into the armor of God and we fight. We battle with the belt of truth. That's integrity and moral courage. When I say moral courage, that means you stand up for your morality, for what you know is right and wrong. You don't let them trample all over you. You tell them what's wrong, and if they don't like it, they can hit the bricks. They're going to fight you on it. Trust me, they always do. They still are to this day. Then, you get your breastplate of righteousness. That means you have an upright heart. You know what's right and wrong, and you're not going to bend on it. So, put that on. That is very important, because if you bend the just the slightest little way, then that breast breastplate is cracked. You don't want cracked armor. You don't want damaged armor. You don't. Talk to anyone that's been in the military or a police officer that's had damaged armor. It's not fun when they're out there fighting. It can be deadly if he gets hit in the wrong spot. Next, take the gospel of peace. Stand firm. Don't back down. You know that you're speaking the truth. Don't back down. They're going to sit there with their lies and keep going crazy with you. But don't back down because you have the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. You know you are in the right. 
so don't back down push further but make sure you're doing it with the truth all it takes is one little slip for the devil to get in there and crack that breastplate next use your shield of faith and don't use it as a defensive weapon only if you've ever watched the movies where the Romans are fighting you notice there's a big spike on their shields they used it as an offensive weapon as well use it to hit the enemy back use it daily to hit the enemy back I know that doesn't sound right but you have to use it as a defensive weapon and an offensive weapon no one ever thinks of using their shield as an offensive weapon but it needs to be used that way they know you're standing firm in your faith and they can't do anything about it use it like a Roman would and hit their enemy to finish them off because the Romans would use that shield they would hit their enemy then they would stab them with their sword that's what we need to do because if you're standing in your faith you've got these first four down and then you put your helmet of salvation on then then you're protecting your mind you've got your faith you're hitting them with your faith you're defending yourself with your faith then you're able to use that helmet of salvation to keep the Word of God in your head think about it what is a helmet it's there to protect your mind use it protect your mind keep it from thinking evil thoughts don't let one of their evil thoughts slip into your mind because then your armors cracked then finish it with the sword of the Spirit so you're sitting there you hit them with that shield of faith and you go in with the sword of the Spirit the Spirit fills them and they see the error of their ways or they fight back harder one of the two will happen if their heart is hard their heart is hard they will fight you tooth and nail and won't accept any of it and you'll just have to continue fighting using the whole armor of God and remember that shield can be used as an offensive weapon as well the shield of faith it's not just a defensive weapon use it as an offensive weapon do some history watch some of these movies where the Roman soldiers use their shield as an offensive weapon and a defensive weapon they even use the sword as a defensive weapon at points just watch any of the old movies where they have knights fighting with swords you see them blocking blows with the sword then they go in as an offensive weapon and finish the job that's how we fight these people right there don't use their dirty tactics use the tactics we have right here in the Bible use what the Lord told us to use because that's how we win he told us how to win we haven't focused on it we've let the Roman Catholic Church invade every other church and spread man-made doctrines and lies and tell you that we must submit to the government no we must not submit to the government not if they are tyrannical it says that in our Constitution and there were 27 known things from the Bible that the forefathers used as their reason to separate from England they used biblical truths as their bedrock to create this country remember that if you don't believe me pull it up and look at it do your research look for the truth we beat them with the truth every time and they know it they can't beat us with lies 
the lies always get found out, don't they? So let's use the truth. Be honest, be transparent. Use multiple sources. Don't just believe what the media tells you. Get three or four sources and verify them and verify them and verify them again. We're not trying to be divisive. We're trying to be right. We're trying to wear that breastplate of righteousness with honor and integrity. And if you really want to know what righteousness means, let's go back to the Greek. The Greek word means equity of character or act, being right or just. And this brings it to the biblical meaning, to conform to what God has revealed to you. Conform to the revelations of God, to His will. That's what righteousness is. Being conformed to His revelations and His will. In a biblical sense, that's what it is. That's why we need that breastplate of righteousness. Then expect to be attacked. They love to attack. And remember, we have to fight those attacks off with our shield of faith. We have to have the faith. Yeah, they're going to attack. They're going to hit hard. They're going to try to crush our spirit. Well, we got the whole sword of the spirit, the word of God. Use it. Remember to use your shield of faith, too. They will not expect you to hit them back with faith. They never do. They always expect you to just cower, to be weak, because the church has told us to be weak, to not use these weapons that we have, these spiritual weapons. Remember, remember we're fighting princes and principalities of darkness, not people. We're fighting the entity that is inside these people, the dark mind, the dark soul. So we have to use spiritual weapons. And then we use them in the physical world. We treat them as we want to be treated, except on a few things. We don't need to be supporting companies that don't support our values. We don't need to be getting vaccines because they tell us to get vaccines. We have to stand up. When Jesus gave the golden rule, he didn't mean back down and cower. To do unto others as you would have them do unto you means to give them the free will to make their own choices. That doesn't mean cower. It means to stand up and do what's right. Give them the option to do so as well. Because if we're sitting there forcing our will upon them, we're no better than they are. We have to give them the opportunity to understand that we are on the right side of things and they are on the wrong side of things. That light wins at the end of the day and they have no way of escaping what is coming. Yeah, we see that with all the people that are QAnon saying nothing is stopping with what is coming. Nothing can. It's biblical. We're seeing it play out in front of us every day. But yes, this is how we fight them. We use our spiritual armor. We use it to our full extent. They hate it when we use it to the way it's supposed to be used. It's not used to sit there and just cower to whatever they tell us. It's meant to be used as a weapon of war to protect us, but also to go on offense. We need to learn how to go on offense a little more and quit playing defense so much. Use your shield of faith. Use it like a battering ram.
use the belt of truth like a whip, and then use the breastplate of righteousness to protect you, but to also shove that shoulder into them and hit them hard. Then use that gospel of peace to kick them where it hurts. I know it sounds right, wrong, but these demons need to be kicked where it hurts. These people performing evil need to be kicked where it hurts. To do that, we have to hit them with the gospel of peace. We gotta spit the gospel at them every time we turn around. We can't sit there and cower and say, oh no, they're gonna sit there and they're gonna be mean to me because I'm a Christian and I'm going against what they want. I just need to cower and do what they say. No, use your armor. It's offensive and defensive, always has been. But we have been told by the churches that it's only defensive, except for the sword. No, it's all offensive. You just have to know how to use it. And we need to learn how to use it and stand up for ourselves. We need to speak up and tell the truth. Now that I've gotten over my little rant, let's get into some good news. Because we always need to end this with good news so we're not sitting there upset and angry and bitter. Because once you let anger and bitterness get in, that armor is worthless. They can say whatever they want to us and it'll stick. So let's get into some good news, get our thoughts in the right place, and get our spirits in the right place with the good news section of the podcast. Let's start this on kind of a funny note, but this is good news, and it involves John Cena, of all people. How could this happen? This just shows you God has a sense of humor right here. Boy hero saves sister from choking after watching John Cena. John Cena congratulated him with a video. That's awesome. That's kind of hilarious. I love God's humor in this. He uses John Cena here. But yeah, that's cool. Here's another good story. Right off the Western Journal here. That John, the story about John Cena was off the Good News Network. This story is off the Western Journal. Eight-year-old cancer survivor breaks National Girl Scout record after selling 32,484 boxes of cookies. That's always awesome. Cancer survivor broke the record. That's just a story in itself right there. She survived cancer and then she's able to sell a whole bunch of them cookies. But your hips ain't looking good now. Waterburger's given $90 million in bonuses back to its employees. That's always nice to see companies take care of their employees. That's always some good news right there. Wish more companies would give back to their employees. Their employees work so hard for them to make that money, and they, very few companies ever give back. If they do, it's crumbs not big bucks like that. Then there's a six-year-old whose dad died. His dad was a firefighter and the the town rallied around him and gave him a firefighter's parade for his birthday. See, there is good news out there still. We need to hunt it out. I mean, the best news is the Word of God. But there is good news. There is hope in this world. We need to quit looking at the world like it's doomed and over. There is hope. Light will win. We will have a thousand years of peace. We just have to get through the craziness first. 
We have to get through these times of tribulation and testing. We're in boot camp. So treat it like boot camp. Get your workouts in. Get your spiritual nutrition right. Get your spiritual muscles built up. Put on the armor of God. Treat it like boot camp. Wake up in the morning. The first thing you do is talk to God. The last thing you do at night is talk to God. You talk to God all day, every day. Treat Him like your best friend. He wants a relationship with you. And He wants you to see the good news in the world. Because the world's full of bad news. He wants to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29.11 For I know I have the plans for you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Plans to prosper you. Remember that. There's always good news, even in the bad. So, even if you're getting arrested for something silly, sing a praise song. If your tire blew out, praise God. There's always something good right around the corner. Don't let the devil ruin your day. Don't let him sit there and control you. Let God have the glory, even in the bad times. Because when he gets the glory, everything's better. Well, that's all I have for today. Y'all have a great day. God bless.